0: 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 HOPE line at 1-877-8HOPE-NY or text hope ny Y four six seven three six nine. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time.
2: So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
1: I could stay here forever.
2: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
0: Maze, I mean it. I have already
1: watched this for Cinephobe on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Had you seen this before? I'm having a hard time remembering if I've even seen the original Teen Wolf all the way oh, through. Oh, okay. So no. Definitely not.
0: I did not know it was a racist movie until, I mean, let me know. The
2: original Teen Wolf.
1: Yeah. I'm
2: loosened up on Teen Wolf 2, Zach, not so much.
1: No, I think it's even more racist.
2: Yeah, I I don't think it's that
1: bad. The metaphors are very confusing. It is a lot of mixed metaphors.
0: A lot of mixed metaphors. Oh, my God. It's so many mixed metaphors that they even fuck
1: up the idea of a proverbial towel. Oh, my God. Yeah, they don't even get that right. Oh, my God.
2: Your picks have been
0: horrible, man. It's the point. It's the point of the show. Isn't it? (laughs) Isn't it? Is. it? It's, it's possible it? I don't understand what this podcast is about.
1: Poppycock.
2: It's a fuckhouse. On a weekly basis, we are consuming more concentrated bad movies than probably anybody in the history of mankind.
0: Poppycock. What story? <laughs> what story? <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you want lunch? I have yet to laugh in this movie. I'll just tell you that. You picked this, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> just remember
2: that. You know the problem with Hollywood is they make shit unbelievable unremarkable shit I was legitimately offended you were I offended. was, a, I, was I didn't know you could get offended I was offended this did it if I were gay I wouldn't be offended
0: They're fucking making shit up I mean
2: Consequential detail after inconsequential yeah. detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm holding go. a mic in my hands and now I'm talking
1: all okay. over oh, <laughs>
0: Cinephobe, the podcast where we break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper, that's Amin Al-Hassan, that's Anthony Mays. By the way, folks, if you have a submission for Cinephobe that you want to hit us up on the Discord for or on Twitter, please do so. But in doing so, reminder that it needs to be a 40% or lower on Rotten Tomatoes for either the audience score or preferably the critic score. Quit sending us movies, and we love them. By the way, we love the suggestions. We love the, the activation of the audience. We love it.
2: We love some of them. The guy who, who suggested Theodore Rex, I fucking hate you. <laughs> Ike, I will always hate you.
1: Ike the cinephobe terrorist. I forgave Ike, but I don't think anyone
0: else has. I am not. I will never. We love the su- submissions. We love the activation of the audience. We love all that. But by now, you got to know what it is. It's got to be 40% or less on Rotten Tomatoes for the critic score or the audience score. We'll take either of those. So please, only submit those movies. Don't submit like Citizen Kane and go, what about this one, guys? Rosebud, am I right? Don't do that.
2: The latest example I have is Blood In, Blood Out was suggested. It's 55% by the critics, 94% audience score. That's just not going to
0: cut. It's just not even close. You got to get some bots to bring one of those way down. This week on Cinephobe, we watched the 1987 boxing comedy, Teen Wolf 2.
2: (laughs) The term boxing and comedy should both be used very loosely.
0: Very loose. It is starring Jason Bateman in his film debut, gentlemen. Film debut. He had been in uh, Silver Spoons. He was on Little House in the Prairie, but he'd never done a real movie before. So this was his first one. You guys know him now from like Arrested Development, Bad Words, Ozark, Juno, all that stuff, right? Tons of stuff. Amin, do you remember how he got this movie role?
2: I do because the first time I watched it for Cinephobe on Mad Dog Sports Radio, by the way, if you are a serious XM subscriber, Channel 82, Mad Dog Sports Radio on Friday nights at midnight, Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, me and Zach, guess what we do? We do sports movies for cinephobe sports right there. It's it's a little different from the podcast. Right. More streamlined for a radio experience. But if you're listening, definitely listen and give us feedback on that. This episode we're doing today marks the first time we are double dipping. We usually do separate movies for that. But Teen Wolf 2 was so cinephobe-tastic (laughs) that we said, you know what, guys? We got to do this again. We got to do it again. So anyways, last time I watched this movie for Cinephobe Mad Dog Sports, my exact first notice, who is Kent Bateman? Because this movie is produced by Kent Bateman. And Zach, we found out that Kent Bateman is not just coincidentally named with the same last name as Jason Bateman.
0: No, Maze, that is Jason Bateman's father.
1: That's how he got this movie role. His dad produced it. His dad's middle name is Kent, which is also Jason's middle name
2: oh okay it's funny we often deride nepotism but in this case nepotism gave us something pretty good it worked out yeah yeah. like in the long run absolutely
0: we also get estee chandler in this one the love interest estee would go on to do an episode of star trek the next generation and something called terminal bliss but she's a visual effects person for long kiss goodnight pleasantville and team america world police
2: she had a hell of a post acting career she made it work which is good, because the acting part. Whoa.
0: Little rough. Little rough. The movie also has John Aston, who was Gomez Adams from the Adams Family TV show, comedy legend.
1: Speaking of nepotism, Sean Aston's dad. No way! This is a nepotastic movie.
2: No freaking way! I never knew they were related.
1: This keeps happening to me, because I was watching Being There with Peter Sellers, and one of the producers of that movie was martin schwartzman and lo and behold that's jason schwartzman's dad i mean did you know peter sellers father to nba legend brad sellers (laughs) i made that up that actually
0: is not true actually it might be true i don't know i haven't looked it up but i don't think it's true
2: brad sellers is kind of light-skinned you know (laughs) dude i'm tripping that mikey from the goonies is the son of freaking gomez adams
0: wait that's how you know sean astin yeah is Mikey from the Goonies yes not Encino Man not Lord of the Rings not Stranger Things not Rudy I've never seen Stranger
2: Things it took me a while to figure out that he was in Rudy
1: (laughs) what he's the main character wait is this a thing where you
0: think Charles (laughs) S. Dutton is the main character of Rudy of course (laughs) of course Charles S. Dutton the movie's about a groundskeeper (laughs) in Notre Dame
2: Charles S. Dutton is the main character and then the best supporting actor would be Vince Vaughn in that movie (laughs) (laughs) Who just looks disgusted the whole time. When I saw Lord of the Rings, I was like, Mikey from the Goonies. Wow, he put on a lot of weight. Is this true? Patty Duke is his mom?
0: Yep. Wait, I didn't know that. Jesus Christ. It would have been real hard to, to not have a career. For real? He tried. He tried. He did try. We also get Kim Darby from True Grit, the original True Grit. We get James Hampton back as Uncle Harold. We get Mark Holton back as Chubby. Yes. Stuart Fratkin is the new styles to tie the worlds together from the first and the second movies.
2: So, mate, since you haven't seen the first one, I don't know if you pick up on a lot of these kind of callbacks in this movie slash outright rip-offs, but at the same time that this is married with a bunch of characters who were recast for this movie because apparently they just had better things to do. So chief among them, Styles. The Styles from... Teen Wolf is not the same guy as the styles in Teen Wolf 2. Also, the coach from Teen Wolf is not the same guy as the coach from Teen Wolf 2, even though they are supposed to be the same character. So it's a really weird kind of mishmash of borrowing heavily on themes from the first movie while... At the same time, not being able to employ everybody from the first movie.
0: Teen Wolf 2 is directed by Christopher Leach, who had directed 45 different TV movies or TV shows of his 50 credits for
1: directing on IMDb. This was his fourth movie and his second to last movie. He wrote Universal Soldier. That seems to be the only thing of relevance that he's done.
2: The writer for Teen Wolf 2 is literally named Crind spelled
0: k-r-i-n-g it's true we have jeff loeb and matthew wiseman for the story they did teen wolf commando and a bunch of comic book shit and then tim cringe who was the screenplay writer known for doing an episode of night rider two episodes of chicago hope a tv movie called without consent starring jenny garth oh i remember that one he also did
1: heroes and crossing jordan yep created heroes so fuck you, dude. Wow. Okay, I never saw Heroes. Neither did I. Heroes was exciting for a little bit in the first season. And we got to this episode where the main two guys, the good guy and the bad guy, are finally going to fight. And they literally close doors in front of us and don't show us the fight. And I was like, fuck this. I'm out.
2: Let me say this about Heroes. Number one, Hayden Panettiere overrated
0: as an actress or looks overall the hubbub about her you know what the creepy thing is is that it's all these creeps who remember her as a child so they see the way she's grown up and now they think of her that way and that's the creepy part of her also wasn't she married to a klitschko
1: she was married to a klitschko
2: the other thing about heroes it was all right until marvel pulled out its dick and said this is how you do superhero fucking tv <laughs> movies and then and now is it no one talks about that show anymore Sorry, NBC Universal.
0: Well, like NBC uh huh. Synopsis for Teen Wolf 2. Todd Howard is a struggling teenager. Nothing seems to be going well for him until he turns into a wolf. Spoiler alert. I mean, that's that's pretty much the movie.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Go let's go home. Tagline. A hair raising comedy. But we have alternative taglines.
2: Hair raising comedy, I think, is just lazy and cheap, but what else do they have?
0: A hair-raising comedy starring Jason Bateman. Oh, okay. Well, that makes all the sense. He's off to college and ready for a howling good time.
2: There it is. I like that. That's that's like. Oh, wait. What? Okay. It gives you enough.
0: Freshmen have always had trouble adjusting to college life, but never like this. Generic. Last one. High school was easy, but college is a whole different animal. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I see what they're doing there. Three million dollar budget for this movie gross seven point eight US and worldwide. That's a certified hit. That is a
2: success, and also, what the fuck did they spend $3 million
0: on? Kent Bateman. <laughs> Kent Bateman must have given Jason quite the payday. 2.8. Before jumping into this movie and listening to the rest of the podcast, Teen Wolf 2 is available on Amazon Prime. Rotten Tomato scores. Teen Wolf 2 receives 7% from critics on 15 reviews. The audience, on almost 8,000 ratings, gives it a 17%. I mean... Would you like the positive or the negative reviews first?
2: You know, I'm a glass half full kind of guy, Zach, so give me the
0: positives first. Linda Cook of Quad City Times in Davenport, Iowa. No review, just three out of five. (laughs) Linda did not watch the movie.
2: (laughs) Think about that. When you're doing feedback, right, for something, it's like, could you tell us, what do you do? You just vote everything down the middle, right? Neither satisfied nor dissatisfied. That's what Linda just did there.
0: Let's go to user Ryan M. Five out of five stars. Amazing film. Jason Bateman is at the peak of his game for this one, folks. He takes the handoff from Michael J. Fox and just bodies this who genre. I think he meant whole genre. My favorite part is when he catches a frisbee with his bare mouth like a pup pup. (laughs) My dude JB is a boxer in this piece, and I know one human I would prefer not to be, the guy boxing him. Because homeboy is vicious with the gloves, (laughs) and he is hairy as heck, so it's kind of gross to be in close combat like that anyhow check out this film so many loose ends are tied up from the first teen Wolf. <laughs> you won't be disappointed unless you're a total dingus who doesn't like good cinema and if that's the case then why are you even reading this review right, zach you
2: really have to start vetting some of these reviews a little harder this guy's clearly trolling
0: my favorite review
2: you keep <laughs> you keep reading the troll reviews the troll positive reviews. i think
0: he brings up a lot of good points the loose ends part yeah loose ends why are you even reading this User Leanne W., 5 out of 5 stars. Jason Bateman truly shines in his acting ability to do two different characters in one movie. Wish this movie was longer, but was so nice to see and hear no swearing. Happy face. User Scott D., 4 out of 5 stars. Not as good as the first one, but the whole feel of it is what the 80s was all about. Is it? <laughs> And then final one, and this is I'm glad I picked this one, especially based on the start of this episode. User Peter H, five out of five stars. That's not the real styles. Ah.
2: <laughs> this Peter H. loved the movie, but just felt the need <laughs> to point out. Well, actually.
0: Negative ones. Barbara Schulgasser of Common Sense Media. Dreadful, unfunny sequel lacks charm of the original. I was with her all the way up until charm. Empire Magazine. An anemic ripoff interesting only as a minor 1980s artifact. A ripoff
2: of what? Oh, well, I guess the first one.
0: <laughs> Michael Wilmington of the LA Times. The pacing is near cataleptic, and the movie's intended comic highlight is a frog fight in the biology lab. Isn't that just what you're dying to see and hear? Did Ethan Strauss write that review? TV Guide, it's hard to imagine a more calculated sequel than Teen Wolf 2. Oh, uh, man. You know what? On the nose, TV Guide. <laughs> <laughs> I tip my cap. Nigel Floyd of Time Out. This tedious sequel casts the producer's uncharismatic son, Bateman, as Fox's similarly afflicted cousin Todd, but offers only a faint echo of its predecessor.
2: Yeah, you know what that's called? Hmm. Cold takes exposed. Who's uncharismatic now, bitch?
0: (laughs) Kevin Carr of 7 in Pictures. Why? Oh God, why?
2: (laughs) I asked that question a couple times.
0: Rita Kempley of Washington Post, Bateman is bland and inoffensive in this dopey role, half of which is performed in a cheap hair suit that makes him look like an escapee from a polyester petting zoo. I'm going to just
2: disagree with all of that.
0: And then last two, these are from users. users. User Ben T, one and a half out of five stars. This has to be one of the worst films ever made. Singing Werewolf Party? Really?
2: What do you think the one and a half was for?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he like really likes boxing. No, it can't be that. User Linda F, one out of five stars. I just realized that this Teen Wolf is Jason Bateman? Either way, don't bother with this one unless it's on right after the first Teen Wolf, which is what happened to me. I can't imagine watching back-to-back Teen wolves. Also, if you're a TV channel, if you're playing the first one, play the second one. Get the rights to the second one. It can't be much.
2: You know what I hate? Back to the Future followed by nothing. Give me all of them. Give me all three.
0: Plus, the third one is the best one. I, I stand by that.
2: I don't know. It's not the best one, but I definitely like, I am I am with you. We are in a small, vocal minority of people. It's good. Fight back against people who think it's not good.
0: It is awesome. Yeah, it's legitimately good. It's not Godfather 3. I Amin, what is your first note? My first note was, who the hell is Kent Bateman? <laughs> Found out?
2: Found out? By the way, before we start, I feel like I should just give everyone a refresher. Team Wolf is an extremely racist movie. It is an allegory to what white people fetishize the black experience to be so you got this guy scott howard he's very unpopular he's kind of dorky and not cool he's on the basketball team but he's not very good and then all of a sudden he becomes this other thing and what happens first of all basketball he goes from being a kind of dopey vanilla player to having all types of sauce and dribbling crossover spin moods very flashy style of play windmill dunks etc etc something that he exploits on the court and at first is very successful and then turns everybody off because he's such a ball hog but then he turns back into a white player to quote unquote play the right way so that they actually win the championship that way play the white way (laughs) he becomes a wolf all of a sudden super popular with all the girls all the ladies love him he's getting head in the dressing room all types of crazy stuff But then when public opinion turns on them.
0: But is that the first thing you think of with being black is you get head in a dressing room?
2: (laughs) No, it's not the first thing I think of. It's the first thing that white people think of about black people. And then.
0: Boy, I'd really like to get some head in this dressing room. If only I were black.
2: No, it's like the idea is like, oh, he gets cast in the role because he's so cool and charismatic and da da da. And then all the bitches love him and da da da. And then, but then again, the message is, oh, they don't really love you. And they leave him, and then like he got to turn into a white guy again to find his one true love. Right? He's walking down the hallway, no handshakes, all daps and high fives, including one really awkward break dance move with the one other black guy in school, and so on and so forth. Goes to the school dance, goes out there, starts dancing, changes the whole dance routine. Everybody's following, copying his dance. Oh my God! There's such great dancers that have such great rhythm. Right? All of these things are just really what white people think being black is about. But again, because it is a Hollywood movie, we have to reinforce that being black, while it may look cool, is not what you want to be. And being white is the best thing ever. And that's why he turns back to the white guy, gets the girl, wins the championship, gets carried off on the shoulders. Nobody wants to see
0: it. Maze, I know what you're thinking. And I'm thinking the same thing. Hearing this theory is quite the privilege. (laughs)
1: See what I did there? White people. <laughs> uh,
0: oh.
1: Quick Bossa Nova. I can't help myself. I have to share with you guys. So the first time I met... <laughs>
2: 750 credit score
0: (laughs) (laughs) this long ass introduction of b-roll from hamilton university where the school song is being sung by a choir lasts three minutes and 20 seconds
2: you timed it good job i timed it because we wondered about that the first time
0: yeah it's three minutes and 20 seconds till we get the building shot of dean dunn dean of men
2: it's not a building shot, and then we go to his office, and he has a sign outside his office that says Dean Dunn, Dean of Men. The entire motherfucking building is named after him. There's a building, and there's a huge plaque outside that says...
1: It
0: is carved into stone. <laughs> Dean Dunn, Dean of Men. Cut to Dean Dunn's office, and John Aston has a Rottweiler sitting in a chair, and Coach Finstock is in the other chair. He asks Coach Finstock if he knows why he's here... And Coach Finstock replies, yes, sir. 32-5 for a year and summer's off.
2: This guy's got some lines. Look, he was recast, but I got to say, he was pretty funny. He's great.
0: The way for this college to get back to its glory days is by giving the alumni a boxing team championship. I
2: promised the alumni I'd give them a winning boxing team, which I put question mark, question mark after.
1: <laughs> Why? Why are we talking about this?
2: What school is this? We're boxing. That's the one that the alums all care about. Fuck the football team. Basketball, go suck a dick. I want to know how we're doing in boxing.
1: This is the clumsiest Basil exposition we've had today. It really is. It's really bad. I love that term. Todd Howard is supposed to be the key to this.
0: He's a marching band geek who doesn't play sports. Spinstock was the coach of his cousin Scott at Beakertown High for basketball. Now he's a college boxing coach. Todd got a full scholarship based on the coach's recommendation, to which he replies, my recommendation? That's great.
2: (laughs) Another great line. This dude really, really kills it.
0: Todd is picked up by Uncle Harold as they try to find his dorm. Harold says it's okay to be stressed about college, especially with his particular worry, then turns into a werewolf to punch that point home. Todd says being a werewolf skipped his family.
2: What a hypocrite. Uncle Harold kept this shit a secret for most of Teen Wolf 1. He's like at least 50 years old in that movie. Keeps it a secret at all times from his own son. Now this dude out here coming, coming out the closet like, I'm every wolf. It's all in me. And then you want to be wolf, wolf, wolf. In the first two minutes of the
0: movie. Yeah, like, yeah, it's something he hides from his family his whole life. And now all of a sudden he's just like at a crosswalk, turns
1: into a wolf yeah man wolf's really out of the bag huh (laughs) the werewolf makeup is terrible
0: but also i don't know what i expected because like what's a real werewolf look like yeah i just know not this
2: (laughs) you sound like my man is that that's not the real (laughs) styles
1: as they're about to pull into a space what is that a t-bird is that a trans am trans am Big movie for Trans Ams, baby. Official
2: car of the douchebag of the
1: 80s. Comes flying in, steals the spot,
0: these hot girls, and the tough guy get out of the car, as Todd tries to say that was their space. By the way, Todd, total hornball, immediately. <laughs> so,
2: it's a couple of things. First of all, yes, the Trans Am is the official, like, if, the, if you ever in the 80s wanted to, like, make sure everyone knows this guy's a douchebag, Uh, how do we do it how do we push somebody does he bully somebody got it have him pull up in the Trans Am and everyone instantly knows that's someone you're not supposed to like second of all what we constituted as hot in the 80s was basically who's in the hallway outside where we were casting (laughs) Old girl, man. I'm just like, huh? She looks like Honey Boo Boo. Wow.
0: Well, I'm sorry. That's a little harsh. That's a little harsh. Like Honey Boo
2: Boo, she got her life together a little.
0: Gus has a leather jacket and aviators to go with that Trans
1: Am. I love when she says a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> her accent. Jesus.
2: Watching this movie, mate. Kudos to you. You picked up immediately. It took me like until halfway through the movie to realize she's got a thick Southern accent.
0: It's awful. Todd gets to his room and the fake Styles is there. Styles rigged this thing to room with Todd. While Todd's going through his stuff, he finds a Teen Wolf t-shirt.
1: Styles is wearing
2: a t-shirt that says Brunken State University. I want it.
1: And lightning bolt shorts. I need the ensemble. I don't want to infringe on a mean here by
0: any means, but I'm picking up a little sexual tension from Styles.
1: Oh, I had some sexual tension that came along later. Okay. I mean, nothing from you? No, not from Styles.
2: I, I just thought, the, overall, this movie is curious, given that Styles went through the entire life cycle of what it's like to be friends with a werewolf, and seems to have, from graduating college, uh, high school to going to college, completely forgotten about that. And, I guess and,
0: he thought it was going to be different.
2: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Todd wants to get to his science classes, and Harold is worried about the sports scholarship that he's got. As Todd walks back into his dorm with his groceries from him. Uncle Harold, he's introduced to Chubb who is fencing in the hallway and stabs the bag of food. Chocolate milk comes out of the grocery bag, to which, which Chubby then tries because he's fat. And
1: that's what fat people do. Back when he meets Stiles, Styles says, I got them vibes happening. Is this the origin of the vibes that Waz is always talking about? That's
0: a great question. Oh, wow. That's like
2: 1987 or whatever. By the way, Uncle Harold, when he gives him the groceries, he says he insists he gotta give him some money just for some spending money. He literally gives him two dollars.
0: It was the eighties, man. Inflation. Two dollars. Todd is mad, his classes got changed by Styles, to which then Styles tells Chubb, That boy's got werewolf written all over him. Everything goes as planned. We're gonna take over we're gonna take this school by storm.
2: Sounds like they're gonna run a train on him. Maybe there is sexual attention.
0: Dodd goes to the registrar's office and uh, cuts the line to talk to the tough lady.
2: You remember going to go register for classes when you had to do it in person. You couldn't do it online.
0: I never had to do that. So when I was at San Diego State, you could do it online. When I was at Sac City Community College, you had to go to the office.
2: I remember my first couple of, maybe my first three semesters of college, you had to do it in person. And then it went to online. And that was that was like a game changer. But yes- well, this scene right here, Maze. That's how people used to do it. Like you have to go there, have this thing filled out, and it was the most. I, that's why, like people say, they miss college. Whenever I think of college, I think of registering for classes. I'm like, I did not miss that shit one bit.
0: I don't miss college. What I miss is right after college. That—that's the peak time.
2: No, 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 no. I'm sorry, man. I miss what I'm doing right now, minus kids. <laughs> Like, making money and like, having my bills on autopay. Yeah. I, this is, this is the highest moment. I know you, oh, you're such a lame, oh, you went to the cornball. I was broke. I was broke for most of my life, so yes. Oh,
0: for sure, yeah. Making money is way better.
2: Forgive me for, uh, for liking disposable income. Yes. Oh my god. Like, you kidding me. Go back to college for what? I can do all that stuff now with money,
0: though. His eyes go red. His voice gets deeper. She changes his classes immediately. His reaction was borderline unprovoked. Cut the line, as you mentioned.
2: You like five people and just cuts right to the, to the front of the line, watches the dude in front of him get chewed out. And that, I guess, elicited the reaction moment. By the way, Maze, since you don't remember the original Teen Wolf, this is a callback. It's a callback to the first one where... Scott Howard goes to buy a keg of beer from the liquor store. He's clearly underage because he's in high school. The clerk says, can't you get it through your thick skull? No idea, no beer. And that's when Scott gets really jittery and says, give me a keg of beer. And old man like shits his pants and gives him a whole keg.
1: Did Michael J. Fox's forehead also pulsate like Quado from Total Recall is in there? Nope. Nope, just eyes and a little sweatiness
2: and the voice. The regular team wolf, even that scene takes a while to happen,
0: yeah, it takes a while,
2: like there's a slow build up, and every time he has a wolf kind of moment, it's kind of sprinkled in up until the final one where or it happens to him. At home.
1: And to
0: be fair, like there's so much more story in this sequel, so you you got to get it out of the way early. Yeah, they got to,
2: yes, they have to, they're in such a rush to get to the good part. Let's get this call back over with.
0: The science teacher is also his faculty advisor. He wants to be a veterinarian and she allows him to be in his class. She's real weird, by the way she was super weird teacher
1: something was up there and they explain it much later but yeah right there was a there was a little bit of uh oh sexual tension Whoa, or maybe okay. she's a biologist and okay. she wants to study some his anatomy like, okay. oh okay
2: i thought that she was a lesbian and that's how they just dis- they, they depicted
1: because of the haircut That is profiling. Yeah, that's
2: how they depicted homosexuality, and they they just didn't know how to handle it. So they're like, ah,
1: (laughs) you know what really killed me about that haircut? She had just the the slightest tufts at the bottom of that she mullet. She just looked like Gozar from Ghostbusters, right? Yes, he did. That's yes. what you look like. Yeah. Where's the
2: gatekeeper? Where's the key master?
1: Right,
0: exactly. He meets Nikki. She's the love interest, I guess. And it's the least sexual tension in the movie so far. There's zero chemistry. And they're in a science lab. <laughs> science
2: lab. She's got the biggest glasses ever, which I guess nowadays are bad. Well, he does 10. too,
0: though. He's got grandma
2: glasses. He does, but her big glasses. glasses are really bad. Her glasses are like the size of a TV screen.
0: That's how you know they're nerds. Because they got glasses on. Yeah. Okay.
1: Despite her being a female nerd, Todd has to mansplain to her how to turn on a microscope.
2: <laughs> no, this is a key element. The fact that she does not know how to use an electronic microscope. he has. She's like, there's nothing on this. She's very catty and snotty. Like, there's nothing on this.
0: Well, because she heard that he's a jock.
2: She couldn't find the fucking slide. He had to find it for her. right? Pulls it out. It's right here. Hold on. It's right here. Maybe if you spent five seconds looking through that, as opposed to staring at me when I'm having a private conversation up there, you'd find (laughs) it. Gives it to her. She looks into the scope like, there's nothing on this. Well, bitch, you might want to turn it on. Does she say, thank you? Oh, my bad, man. Like, I'm sorry. I was, I don't know. I was stripping. Nope. She just goes about her business. This is the stuff I couldn't do on the radio, so.
1: now Todd goes to meet his coach. Are you a coach? I need to talk to a coach. That's a great way to find somebody. Just trying to get an explanation
0: for the scholarship. He sees a picture of Scott, his cousin, tells him he's not like that. The coach yells
1: at a janitor, you missed a spot.
0: The basketball court, by the way. He finds out he's supposed to be a boxer. Dean Dunn comes to the practice, pours water on Todd after Chubb knocks him down, and he yells at Todd.
2: When he tells the coach, Coach, I'm not like my cousin. I know what you think. I'm not like him at all. The coach gives this weird, long sob story. Yes. And so, Zach, I know you're probably wondering, or maybe you weren't wondering. May's definitely picked up on it. Like, what a weird non sequitur that didn't make sense. Yes. Here's why. It's a callback to Team Wolf 1, where Scott Howard goes to tell the coach that he wants to quit the team because he's having a lot of issues. And the coach goes on this long tangent and at the end of it, it says, the way I see it, I should be asking you for money. Basically, implying that the whole time the coach thought that this was all a scheme for Scott to kind of squeeze some dollars out of him, right? And it's a great, it's actually one of the few scenes in Team Wolf One that's very well written, right? He's like, I got this kid, he played, his mom was a, a housekeeper. She had this pin in her hip, right? He wanted to quit. And he just, he tells this whole story that it applies in no way to Scott's reality right it was very well done this movie tried to do the callback and have the coach tell another kind of not applicable story except it just comes off as the ramblings of a lunatic
0: now we get to the library nikki and todd are fighting over the same book she calls him a jock and says it's over his head todd overreacts, yells at her, starts piling up books in her arms, throws a book at another dude, his eyes glow and he leaves the library. He is a hothead. He does
2: not overreact at all. This dumb bitch. Oh bit. my
0: god. Are you
2: <laughs> kidding me? You don't even know how to turn on a microscope. You telling me it's over my head oh, so
0: she's bad with technology, but he's supposed to be some great genius when it comes to that? I'm in the fucking class. I gave you my one she hands on it first he tried to steal it from her I mean
1: he's reaching through the shelf to the other shelf to grab a book that's on her side who does that also it's the classic two potential lovers meet cute in the library Ooh, and they see each yeah. other through the shelves except they're squatting on the ground
2: if the resistance was hey i had it first if the resistance was hey you're reaching from the other side you're not even supposed to be able to get this book from over there then I'm with you guys. He is a hothead and he's out of place.
1: How does he even know what fucking book it is?
2: I know that's a very good question, but (laughs) that's not what happened here. What happened here is she said, oh, you're in jackets over your head. You're dumb. And her dumb ass, A, couldn't find the slide, and B, didn't know how to turn on the goddamn microphone.
0: No. I mean, she did what was necessary to get the book because you know what? She ends up with a book. She
2: knew how to push his button. 12 extra books. Attaboy, Todd.
0: Nikki follows him out, gives him the book. Friendship, but zero sexual chemistry has started. Uh, That doesn't stop him from getting real horny as they watch some, like, classical music demonstration or practice. I don't
1: understand what that was. (laughs) So she chases after him, gives him the book. He's, like, sitting on the steps all sad. Then he chases after her, tries to give her the book. And then he says, I won the Tri-State Science Fair. Then they go to the (laughs) quartet. And he's so horny.
0: He's so horny.
2: Oh, my God. He's so horny. The quartet. Well, we'll get to that. Definitely. It gets gets a (laughs) lot less subtle than
0: that. Oh, it gets so hornier. Oh, my God.
2: My favorite part about it is clearly... Clearly, the music is not coming from them. Oh, Rather, it is coming God, it from is a shit. Casio keyboard. Right. Of when the, you know how it says, violin? And it still sounds like a keyboard, <laughs> but like, this is the violin sound. That's exactly what it sounds like.
0: He starts to ask her to be a study partner, but she thinks he's asking for a date. He's not the only horny one. Oh, she wants it, too. She wants the jock's jock. She absolutely wants it. You know how I know? Because the first time she laid eyes
2: on him, she didn't know how to fucking turn on a microscope oh or God. find the goddamn... Wow. Slide.
0: cut to a tea party for the scholarship kids and the hot girls are there the dean introduces him to a benefactor he introduces todd to lisa and emily the hot girls he makes lisa dance with todd and that's where lisa's southern accent is really really on display
1: it's really bad and then con air bad i might have to dance with you but i
0: don't have to talk with you that's a hundred percent not a pull from the movie that is
1: mean doing a perfect representation of how she sounds at this point. I'm wondering what the fuck is going on with this Dean? Is he a fucking pimp? Oh, Cause boy. he's introducing this benefactor and he says that she has other endowments and it's like the yeah. creepiest insinuation yeah. ever. Hamilton university, more like Hornball university. I couldn't tell if he fucked her or if she was going to fuck Todd, but he's Dean pimp from this point on.
2: By the way, just going to throw this out there. Emily.
0: Hotter than Lisa. Oh, 100%. Chubb is playing the tuba. Styles is the caterer. Todd growls at Lisa as they dance, and he is horny.
2: There are seven students that go to this school.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He dances her over near a table where Nikki is, then looks down Lisa's dress, then tries to grab her ass while smiling like a creep. Nikki walks off. Todd is an absolute scumbag, so my
2: attaboy from (laughs) earlier revoke right at this point this dude again
0: (laughs) he is he's a scumbag
2: dancing with this girl that is clearly does not and not interested in you you decide to grab her ass right get your hand slapped you dance her over the table see the other girl that you was trying to go out with a date with earlier he was kissy kissy lovey lovey make eye contact with her while you dancing with this other bitch like what are you
0: i mean this is why this movie's racist all right because he's starting to become black If we're using the wolf as blackness, he's starting to become black and he gets super horny and doesn't care what he does in front of anybody. We are pretty horny as a people. (laughs) All right. His nails get extremely long. He starts turning into a werewolf and starts freaking out. He's sweating profusely. His ears are growing. Hair is growing.
2: He looks at his nails. Nails are growing. He freaks out and then he shoves his hand in his pocket, to which I wrote the note. Yeah. Grabbing your ass and then putting your hand right in your pocket. Yeah, that's inconspicuous. He looks like he's trying to beat off, man. Well, he
1: does look like he's busting a nut as he starts to transform into this wolf, man so then uh, he sees himself in Chubbs' tuba
0: i bet he does lisa freaks out calling him a dog i've been dancing with the dog that really gets to him by the way cut him deep oh my god (laughs) then some slapstick happens with people knocking into each other a bowl of dip goes flying through the air this is my favorite part of the movie dip goes flying through the air before it lands on lisa (laughs) someone goes dip just yells dip like a heads up
1: dip my favorite part is Dean Pimp comes in, he blames her. He wants an explanation from her. Miss Goldbliss, do you have an explanation?
2: Yeah, motherfucker, I was standing here and some bit flew <laughs> in the air an and hit me.
0: After this dude turned into a fucking dog, by the way, if you want to handle that first. Style says he's just got to be the wolf. Todd keeps wondering why she called him a dog. He's really upset by this dog thing. You're right, Maze. Yes, yeah, you really heard this
1: feeling. The
0: students just start hazing him by putting fleas on him in a class. Two Asian kids. <laughs> yeah, two Asian kids just all of a sudden like, had access to fleas. <laughs> I don't understand that racism, but I believe it's racist.
2: It took zero, and I'm talking about 0% resistance to get these people to buy in to doing this.
0: Everybody was in on it. Hey. Put some
2: fleas on that dude. You got it, bro. First of all, I did that. Everybody in school and college knew who this guy was. Like, wait, what are we doing? We put fleas on him. Why? We turned into a dog. Wait, what do you mean? He turned into a dog.
0: There's no social media. There's no text messaging. There's no email. No, that's just word of mouth. That's good guerrilla marketing or wolf marketing. All right, uh he leaves the class, runs <laughs> into the dean. Don't
2: give me any of that back talk. You're trying to push me. <laughs> you have no idea who you're dealing with. The Dean has several really overly dramatic readings for his line.
1: John Astin, comedy legend.
2: Don't give me any, any back talk.
1: You know who he reminded me of, mean? Who? The governor from Jade. Ooh, okay. Oh, that's a good one. That's a
2: good I like him.
1: What's the opposite
0: of a future callback, Amin?
1: I believe
2: it's like called a callback.
0: Okay, that's
1: what it is. It's a means. back to the future callback. <laughs>
2: The idea that he somehow – think about how many colleges there are in America, right? The idea you could pick up the phone and call each one of those people individually and let them know, hey, not, don't let this guy box on your team because he's a fraud. Don't admit him into your school. Don't
0: let him come to school. He dressed up as a dog once. Once.
2: <laughs> but this shows how dumb kids are because like Todd's like legitimately concerned at this point.
0: There's a bowl of dog food and a no dogs allowed sign on his door. His presentation for a science class has been replaced with dog magazine cutouts. The teacher ends class so she can speak with Todd. Do
2: they do pranks in college, by the way? Is that a
0: thing? No, I feel like that leads to fights or, like, getting kicked out of school. Because
2: nobody knows anybody. Like, you might prank your friends, but, like, there's no way a rando in my class is going to prank me in college.
0: Right, and I don't think outside of, like, frat behavior or something, like, there's no
1: hazing. They're going to get hazed. Yeah, but racism happens in college. Yeah, but I understand that.
2: If I'm in the science class... Like, it's not like he's a wolf every day. I'm in science class. Like, why are we fucking with this guy again? And again, the, the other part of this is, oh, because he turned into a wolf. Sorry, what? Like, you just take it for granted. Like, okay, yeah, okay. Can we turn into a wolf. All right, we'll fucking Got it.
0: Nikki asks him to lunch. He says, you don't want to be seen with me. I'm a dog. He's such a dick. <laughs> the teacher says she wants to help him. Then Nikki meets Todd under a tree with a blanket and a picnic. She's horny for Todd.
1: She's got KFC. What does she bring for food?
2: Maybe you're right. This is a pretty racist This is a
0: racist movie. <laughs> he brings fried Here's chicken chicken,
2: fried chicken. <laughs> and just hands it to him assuming he wants it but i'm a dog let me just say right now drumstick most overrated part of the chicken
1: i like a drumstick i like a drumstick it's not the best but i like it still it's overrated it's i mean the thigh is the best thigh is out also
2: obviously the best but the, the the drumstick it's just super inefficient it gets all the love as far as people oh drumstick drumsticks when you think about it like a lot of it is just a lot of sinew and gristle and parts that you can't eat like you get one good bite off the of the drumstick and the rest of it is just kind of all tendons oh you can and eat ligaments
0: it. oh you can eat it
2: you can eat it is that what you just said
0: yeah you can eat it
2: you gross <laughs> motherfucker
0: he asked why she's doing this and she says biologically speaking it's fascinating what's happening to him and he says but i'm a dog
1: then she kisses him and it's time to box guys real nice quick smash cut to the boxing match it's a military academy against hamilton what a
2: coincidence that's what happened Smash cut, smash and cut.
0: <laughs>
2: what it is this? Oh, what's?
0: The- <laughs> he gets knocked down, and Hamilton has lost all three matches so far, guys. This is
2: another callback to the first movie Mm. because the first basketball game where Scott Howard turns into a werewolf is against the military academy.
0: Oh, okay. It's Chubb's turn. He's going to fight someone a lot smaller than him. The other boxing coach says he outweighs his guy by 50 pounds, to which Coach Finstock says, yeah, it's all water weight. Look at him. That guy's a tub. Chubb is a tub.
2: Also, how did this dude get this job? Like, he has no bona fides,
1: and he clearly doesn't know what he's doing. And he doesn't pay attention. He's flossing, right? He's flossing like this entire time. Oh, 100%. Yeah.
2: We don't mean flossing like early 2000s slang flossing either. <laughs> he's literally got some floss. and he- <laughs> he literally
0: has floss in his teeth. Gus is turned to fight. He walks into the ring with aviators on. He is ripped. This dude's
2: built. My man showed up with sunglasses on.
1: Sunglasses under a boxing helmet, and I just called this guy Trans Am Douche. <laughs> There you go, see? And then somebody
2: else has to remove the sunglasses for him because he's got the gloves on, too.
1: Aviators come off, he fights a student that's gotta
0: be 45 years old. I mean, this guy's so fucking old.
1: So this guy's goes to another school, but in the opening he rolls up at their school with two of the Dean's booster hose.
2: Yeah, he's banging the two with booster hose. but the problem is this. If you go to a military academy, you typically don't have a lot of free time slash, like, freedoms to just leave campus whenever you want so that's eh, you know like they could have picked something else but again all they did was carbon copy the script from the first one and
0: Gus destroys the old student uh now it's Todd's turn <laughs> the old student the blue from old school <laughs> <laughs> the Dean says this makes or breaks the
1: coach's career Todd's opponent is swinging wildly Todd keeps dodging him finally his opponent who's named Pug Pug says can we hurry this up? I got a date in 30 minutes. He's horny too. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, college was a horny time, to be fair.
0: Real horny time. Finally, he starts landing blows. He knocks Todd down. Mouth guard comes out. He's face planted on the mat. Then Todd gets up during the refs count by springing into action after he turns into a wolf. He, I mean, he jumps like 30 feet in the air.
1: I knew it. I knew Pug would win that
0: fight. Nobody seems to care that he's turned into a wolf. Fucking nobody. A wolf. Has jumped into the ring to box. Nobody cares. Left high in the sky. Nobody <laughs> cares.
2: A good like 70 inches. He's clearing like.
0: Chubb J- and Styles are excited. Coach says not to stop the fight. Now Todd has footwork. He's dancing around. I put the note Wolfhamed Ali. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that, that didn't make it to the radio. <laughs> no,
0: it didn't make, that, was a, that was a today note. <laughs> lisa can't believe he has a right hook and can fight Yeah,
2: she says at one point
0: chubb says to murder him pug is down todd's the winner lisa loves it they win the fight and carry him off but they still Hamilton still lost four fights to two yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like oh, no one seems to care about this party time in this whole fucking scene i just i cannot styles introduces todd in the backyard says he sings throws the mic, Todd catches it and starts singing, Do You Love Me Now That I Can Dance. This is just a ripoff of Ferris
2: Bueller.
1: Yeah, it was the year before, 1986. It was a direct ripoff.
2: I just didn't understand why, A, there'd be a party where he's singing, B, why he's singing a song that is a good 30 years old at that point. Right. C, why is he singing a song that's 30 years old at that point at this party while wearing a zoot suit? Four, why is he singing a song that's at least 30 years old at this party while wearing a zoot suit and dancing like it's the 50s with a bunch of girls that are dressed for a sock hop?
0: They're all fair questions. I did like his shoes,
1: though. These bright red shoes, I really like those.
2: Oh, that's right, yeah.
1: I was wondering if it was actually Jason Bateman in the suit at all times no 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 because their their faces are wildly different
2: what's her face The hate your ass bitch shows up mickey <laughs> jesus shows Christ. up to the party sees him literally just singing he's just he's got a microphone in his hand he's singing he's serenading the crowd he's doing his little shimmy dance or whatever and she leaves immediately you've been here for five seconds
0: Amazing, i figured it out i figured it out Amin thinks that she doesn't like black people. I mean. That's what it is. I mean.
1: Well, let me tell you, when she folds her arms, gets upset, and storms off, I think she gave Elizabeth Berkeley some inspiration here. Oh, okay. No. A little gnomie action. All right, a
0: little Nomi action there. I like it. These are my next three notes. They're having a howl of a time. Seems like the type of party with good food werewolfing down dinner is the thing to do oh my god and then this has nothing to do with the party it's just stuff that I thought up where do wolves buy movie tickets fang Dango. wouldn't
2: it be fang oh fuck you fucked up your own
1: joke
0: <laughs> <laughs> for some reason he zip lines from the balcony down to the ground oh you forgot about the part where he drops the mic and keeps <laughs> keeps singing you can still clearly hear him as if he's singing into a microphone it's almost like he lip synced that whole part <laughs> He zip lines from the balcony down to the ground. Styles says, We've arrived. Styles is now selling all kinds of merch, which would be a huge NCAA investigation, by the way. College athlete with all this merch, there's no way. Todd, as the wolf, is wearing a fedora. Styles throws a frisbee for him. He catches it in his mouth whilst wearing the fedora.
1: <laughs> and everyone goes crazy. Heavy sense during this slow motion. <laughs>
0: And now we get our montage with the mean's uh, favorite song. <laughs> uh, <that> mean? <laughs> Who do you want to be today?
2: <laughs> Who do you want? Yo, if you listen to that song, it will be stuck in your head <laughs> for days. Who do you want to be, be today? today? Who, Who do you want, want to be? be? Who do you want to be? Do you want to be like someone on TV? Just like someone on TV. <laughs>
0: It's a lot of training in boxing. He uppercuts a guy out of a ring. He's skipping oh rope. God. Apparently gets into a fight. He gets, he fights all the matches if he wants to. Uh, Chubb gets sad that he doesn't get to fight. The Dean loves it. Gus is at his fights looking furious.
2: Guys are getting to get benched in, in boxing. It's amazing.
0: Now we cut the Gus fight and he knocks a dude out. A reporter then jumps into the ring and says the championship is two weeks a day and asks for a prediction to which he says every dog has its day and this is his.
2: That is one hell of a quote i mean (laughs) forget about for a second the fact that nobody actually has like beat reporters coming into the ring with the lights down and like it's a real do
0: they even have college boxing they have to do they why don't they where do they
2: get the olympians from
0: from boxing rinks
2: rinks (laughs) are they skating
0: yes they have to double dip in the cold weather cities
2: (laughs) That's like t- Mighty Ducks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had Mighty Ducks on the brain. Oh my God. Todd is getting A pluses. The Dean gives Todd a Corvette and his dog no, loves him. No, it's
1: another Trans Am. Oh, I thought it was a Corvette. Do you just become a sunglasses douche as soon as you touch a Trans Am? <laughs> Unrelated question. Can you still get a Trans Am?
2: We find out later that he's not actually earning the grades. The teachers are merely passing him, which I really respect from the standpoint of corruption in collegiate sports. Having said that, Scott Howard legitimately got A-pluses once he became a wolf.
0: Todd is driving this Trans Am like an asshole. Actually, I mean, he's driving like an animal. He bumps the back tire of someone on a bicycle with a car and eventually runs him off the road for no reason. He doesn't
2: bump it like, oops. Like, he's driving up, sees a guy on a bike, starts to nudge him.
0: I mean... He's attempting vehicular manslaughter. Yes, and Chubb
2: is loving every moment of this. And again, I wrote, Chubb, how are you not seeing what's going to come down the pike here?
0: He got sucked in again, man. It's a life. It's a wolf life. He pulls up on Lisa and Emily. They get in the car and Chubb gets left behind. Do they also come with the Trans Am? Do you think they just get into any Trans Am they see? They got a type. He pulls up to her crosswalk and sees Nikki. She sees him with the girls. Styles comes back to the room. There is a do not disturb sign on the door. Chain is on the door. Emily comes to the door, tells him to go away,
1: and she locks him out. There hasn't been any dialogue in this movie for six minutes. No. No no no.
2: Not a whole lot of dialogue in this movie.
1: Todd fucks both girls, wolf style.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, now I'm way. just imagining Malin Ackerman just saying, fuck me like <laughs> a wolf. <laughs>
2: Cock me. <laughs>
1: I've created a monster.
2: <laughs> Emily answers the door, very scantily clad. Woof. But the underwear cut, it deflated any sexual energy she should have The cut of the underwear in the 80s was just, just very not flattering, right? Like it's got
0: a huge arc. Styles goes to Chubb's room. Chubb farts <laughs> and has cookies in his bed, and he sleeps next to a refrigerator. Because he's fat. <laughs> Styles says he's created a
2: monster. Styles, again, you lived through this. I don't know why this is a shocker. And two, I'm pretty sure if he said, come here, Styles, why don't you get one of them? You get Lisa, I'll get Emily.
0: Styles would have no problem. Oh, he would have been fine, yeah.
2: He got frozen out of the triangle
0: offense. And now he want to cry about it. Uh, he thought it was a an, an Earl Thomas and his brother situation.
1: No. Yeah, no.
0: yeah it's timely. <laughs> it's, it's a future callback, or is that, a, is that a regular callback? I can't even tell with the time anymore.
1: Back to the future callback.
0: That might seem outdated by now, but this was like two days after this shit happened when we recorded it. A day. It was the next day. <laughs> Back in the lab, that's not a basketball Patois Twitter thing. They are literally in the lab. (laughs) Nikki is mad at Todd, slaps him with a dead frog when he asks her if she's jealous, and she says they only like the
1: wolf. That's a metaphor for dick, right? They don't like you, only the wolf.
0: Yeah, like
2: that's the part that I don't think Nikki very much understands. When someone is banging two broads at the same time, it's not because he thinks they love
0: him. He probably doesn't even register that they might be interested. They're both willing to sleep with him at the same time. Do you think Lisa and Emily only do threesomes because they're always with one guy certainly they do whatever dean pimp
1: tells them to do you do
2: exactly what i tell you to do
1: do you think dean pimp was trying to recruit gus is that why they're with him? well that's why i was confused that's like the main impetus of confusion They just couldn't have him go to the same school because he has to be the antagonist.
0: Yeah,
2: he's got to go to a different school. He's got to be a rival school. Why did it have to be a military academy? Because that's what they did in the first movie.
0: He throws a frog at her. She dodges it, hits another student. That student hits another student. A girl yells, frog fight. There are frogs flying everywhere. There's also one live frog there for some reason I didn't understand. The teacher shows up to the class really late.
1: Frog fighting in my lab?
2: 40 fucking minutes late. And you know how I know she didn't just go to the bathroom and pop. She had her whole goddamn purse and satchel and everything
0: and ends class immediately shows up late and ends class Got a little and everybody
2: that's a stagats move for sure <laughs> she
0: makes todd stay so they can talk she says she knows about the car the free grades him coasting through life he needs to use his gift responsibly she says you can't fa- face life as a wolf and expect it to solve all your problems i disagree what the fuck is the metaphor there <laughs> don't try to be black Just get through life the way you're supposed to. I'm not understanding. I guess the
1: payoff comes later.
2: The grades thing is is concerning. You need to, dude, you need to take your, but get in the car and the girls. I don't see why everyone hating on that.
1: Yeah. I do love Jason Bateman. Stroking the stuffed otter (laughs) during the scene, he says he doesn't need the class.
0: The road he's chosen doesn't need biology. Nikki's waiting for him outside.
2: What road is that? Okay, after you've done a small-time college boxing, what was his next plan?
0: Olympics. Nikki's waiting for him. Says she hates to say it, but she misses the old Todd. She means the white Todd. What a bitch! You know,
1: I never thought I'd say it, but I miss the old Todd. What happened?
2: He turned into a werewolf.
1: But that's not the real you.
2: The wolf lets me do what I want to do. Okay, it's a gift. I have a responsibility to myself.
1: Responsibility?
2: What about school? What about wanting to be a veterinarian? What about you and me?
1: My feelings for you are real. They have nothing to do with the wolf. Those others could care less about the real you.
0: Look, I'm late, and you're wrong.
1: Cut to mini golf. He's on a date with Emily and Lisa. Okay, he puts in two balls simultaneously. <laughs> hey. And all I could think about was, like, is this a reference to the threesome? It's
2: got to yep. be. <laughs> two balls in simultaneously. But oh, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Yes, it does. I know.
1: He should have had two sticks.
0: No. He should have put one ball into two holes. No, how do you do that? Exactly. But it doesn't make sense, like, he doesn't have two dicks. No, no,
2: no. Two balls. That's why it's two balls, not two dicks. He doesn't have two dicks. He has two balls.
1: So they're the balls and he's the hole? The coach told him that the guy had two thumbs? Are they pegging him?
2: No, here's what's happening. They are the holes. He takes his balls. He stretches them. One <laughs> goes in one. One goes in the other. That's not one okay.
0: sexy and two. Okay, okay. How a
2: threesome works. How about this? They're both sucking on his balls. You guys happy now? But just with one mouth? <laughs> they both. Oh, it was one in mouth. That's true.
0: That's <laughs> the way
1: it's done, girls. Yeah. Anyway, Gus is there, tries to play through. Why the fuck doesn't Gus have his sunglasses on, man?
2: Because we need the fire in his eyes.
1: Gus asks how they can take
0: him seriously because he's a freshman with an awful lot of hair. Todd wants to fight. He says he doesn't fight chipmunks. He wants to fight man to man. Lisa and Emily go with Gus, and Todd is left all alone. Gus says that he's going to die in the ring, then crushes a golf ball with his bare hand, which is (laughs) fucking impressive.
2: Shout out to Gus's best friend. (laughs) Gus says he's going to kick his ass. I don't fight, Chippy. Not here, Gus. (laughs) Not here, Gus. That dude...
0: There's so much desperation, man.
2: He practiced for days in front of his mirror to deliver that one line. Not here, Gus. Also, Gus. Very strong name. I like it. They don't make enough Gus's anymore.
0: By the way, not his real name. We'll get to
1: not his real this name.
2: This is a callback to the scene in Teen Wolf where he goes bowling with Pamela. And then Mitch shows up. Mitch is a bagger. Mitch is the Gus in the first one. And he says one of the most racist parts of the movie. He says, I know all about your family. Scott Howard's mom is dead in the movie. He says, I caught your mom. Stealing chickens out my backyard, so I Ooh. shot her with a shotgun. Basically, very lynch heavy yes, language that Mitch lynch does heavy, there. Yeah. Gus, not so much. Gus is just here to crush your balls.
0: Gus is just here to fuck, fuck two girls at
2: once. I like how Team World 2 decided to up the end. He's like, no, 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 no. You can't just fuck one, bro. He's got to fuck
0: two of them. Todd goes back to the styles and Chubby tries to make up with him. They both call him a jerk and walk out. Todd's all alone yet again, and he's wearing 1990s draft night pants. NBA draft fans, like those pants are fucking huge, and they're oddly striped. <laughs> he goes to the empty boxing ring in the middle of the basketball gym. Uncle Harold shows up. Todd had asked to talk to him. Harold says he can show him some things from his boxing days.
2: Show him some things from his boxing days, which we haven't seen in quite a while, which made me think, hold on. If there's something in boxing that isn't used anymore, unlike pretty much any other sport, there's usually a pretty big reason why they don't use it anymore.
0: Because it'll get you killed in the ring for trying that. (laughs) Todd goes to the library. He and Nikki make up. He gets a chance to make up his final at noon, his final test. Tells her he loves her. Yeah. Dropped it kind of quick there, pal. It's a three-hour test. His boxing finals are at 3 p.m. He's in. Now he's cramming with Nikki as Send Me an Angel plays for the montage. Send me
2: an angel.
0: This was brutal as fuck.
2: Send me an angel right
1: Right now.
0: now.
2: and by the way in the middle of cramming for this one exam that'll determine whether he can stay in his preferred major and all that fuck a little bit why not
0: they start making out halfway through and then they have a fuck break I'm not just cramming for this final if you catch my drift (laughs) then he puts on a different sweater which I can't tell if it's her sweater or not (laughs) These he start wearing her clothes?
2: Upon rewatch, it's not her sweat. Okay. But at first, I thought it was like, oh, they're trying to show that, like, the sex was so wild, they wore the wrong clothes afterwards.
0: He gets back to studying while she's sleeping. He pulls an all-nighter, then goes to take his test. She's going to come watch him box. She's sleeping because he gave her,
2: yeah. He put the, yeah, down. Yeah. Put him in bed. And my Jimmy runs deep, so deep, so deep, put her ass to sleep. Woke her up around one. Didn't hesitate to call Todd Howard the top gun.
0: (laughs) You think it's a full moon in that situation? (laughs) He takes the test. The teacher interrupts him. He stops uh, saying it's the best he could do because he missed a few classes. She skims it. Maybe two pages. Three seconds. It's a three-hour test. He did well (laughs) enough to pass the course. looks like you passed what looks like she's part of the problem i mean oh my god he shows up to the gym the
1: coach wants to know where the wolf is todd says they're a team and will fight as a team and that he wants to fight gus yo shout out to styles despite being super pissed at todd he's still selling that merch oh yeah he's gonna get that money
0: chubb looks like he has indigestion then starts singing the hamilton song poorly the dean comes in, tells Todd he could go to nationals and then the Olympics. Oh,
1: my God. The dean comes in hot, baby. From
0: here, we go to
1: the state finals, then to the nationals, the Olympics. Remember,
2: this is only your first year. All you got to do is fight
1: and win. And I'll take care of the rest. Grades,
2: cars, money, women. <laughs> It'll be our little secret. I hope you don't have any funny ideas about not fighting as the wolf. Oh, no. Remember, I still run this school. I hold
0: your scholarship.
1: First, he's promising him all this shit. Then it kind of turns into a threat. And at one point, he's holding Todd by the back of his head and, like, spits on him because he's acting so hard. Yeah. I would dare say he's acting his ass <laughs> he off. He is acting,
0: oh, 100%. Great call. The gym is packed, which I'm like, why would the gym be packed? And then I wrote, I guess it should be because they're watching a wolf fight.
2: (laughs) Gym's packed. Todd's teacher, the science teacher, the lesbian science teacher shows up.
0: Is a lesbian?
2: Yes, she is. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) So the lesbian science teacher shows up. This is, once again, a callback to Uncle Howard showing up to the final, cornering the vice principal and telling him, hey, lay off. He's a good kid. He just needs to find his way. The vice principal pees on himself in the first team Wolf. In this one, there's a lesbian science teacher that shows up, tells the dean to lay off. The dean says, who do you think you're talking to? He'll do exactly as I say. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a man who is acting his ass off.
0: Is
1: this your idea of a threat?
0: (laughs) She says, you don't know who you're dealing with. Her eyes glow red. She growls at him. She walks away, has a wolf tail. To which I remember asking Amin this on the radio. Do female werewolves have tails? Because I don't remember male werewolves having tails.
2: They do have tails. I've been playing Red Dead Redemption last few days, and yes. No, no, no. I know a joke.
0: wolf has tails. I'm talking about a werewolf. Does a male werewolf have tails? Because I don't remember that. I, I don't think Hugh Jackman had a tail.
2: Does a werewolf have anything, right? Like,
0: it's not a real thing. You get, mean like a that. dick? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a
1: dick. Yeah.
0: for yeah. <laughs> <And> sure <laughs> For sure. Also, sexual tension there, even though it means calling her a
2: lesbian? The walk away, she definitely sashes her ass.
1: I think Dean Pimp was trying to turn her out. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he's trying to turn her.
2: Past tense. Already did.
1: Chubby gets to
0: fight and he wins a lot of rope-a-dope in his fight. An announcer comes to the ring to introduce Gus and Todd. Where does he welcome Dude. them, I mean?
2: What? <laughs> Maze, to be honest, this might have been the thing that upset me more than anything <laughs> else in this movie. He welcomes them to. Hamilton Memorial Arena. This place is literally the size of my high school gym. Literally. I
0: think it's smaller than my high school gym.
2: It is a high school gym with bleachers. And this asshole has the gall. The temerity to call it Hamilton Memorial
1: Arena. Who are they memorializing? What is up with this fucking announcer, by the way?
0: Clearly a man, but has a very, very womanly voice at times.
1: Screechiest voice? (laughs)
0: Screeching, yeah. We find out it's Steve Gus Gustavison. His name's not even fucking Gus. Where's the I in Gustavson? <laughs> it's Gustavson. Gus not wearing sunglasses. That's my theory as to why he lost. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he didn't come in with the sunglasses? No, not in this fight. Dumbass. Todd comes to the ring not as the wolf. The crowd is pissed at Todd. The dean asks what the meaning of this is, to which Coach Finstock says, um, tactics? Todd has the car keys in the ring with him for some reason, hands them to the dean. That's going to be a major red flag for any NCAA person there
2: <laughs> imagine that in the middle of a basketball game like kid throws john calipari the keys to a corvette or the trans am or whatever.
0: gus is working him todd can't hurt him at all first round is over gus punches styles emily is the ring girl because of course she is this is when i looked her up because i was like all right this emily emily's kind of fine actually right like she's in the the ring girl suit and everything so i looked up who she is this is the only movie only acting she's ever done you know who she is who she was married to luke perry and they have two kids together no way yeah they were married from
2: 1993 to 2003 luke perry was was creaming the wow (laughs) giving the cream of the crop is what i wanted to say
0: (laughs) he was creaming you're right that's how they got the two kids another round of todd taking a beating but he isn't getting knocked out style says they've got to throw in the proverbial towel if he's not gonna win
1: this made me so angry
0: that's not how a proverbial towel works
1: it's a literal towel. it's a literal
0: towel that's how boxing works you didn't have Apollo Creed's trainer saying, throw in the proverbial towel! Throw the damn proverbial <laughs> towel! Throw the proverbial tile. Tile, yes. <laughs> Shout out to Tyrese. Harold from the stands tells him to throw an uppercut. That's apparently not taught anymore. That's the secret an uppercut, which by the fucking way, he knocked a dude out of the ring with one an hour ago. <laughs> Gus says, I'm going to make you howl in pain. Todd keeps taking a beating. He tries to get out of the ring. The ref asks him where he's going. He says home, and the ref says, let's box. What? (laughs) He
1: gets fucking knocked out immediately.
0: He gets knocked down again. He won't turn the wolf even though his eyes are glowing. He's been down for like 30 seconds in slow motion. Even for slow motion, this is a really slow 10 count. And by the way, (laughs) only at 7 when he starts to get up. (laughs) Vicky mouths, I love you. He takes more punches. He says, come on, dog. Fight like a man. Give me your best shot. That's when the uppercut happens. He starts pounding on Gus. He's destroying him, which is good because Gus was ahead on points, guys. So he he needed to knock him out if he was going to win this one. Gus gets knocked out. His fall is better than Jack Nicholson's death in The Departed. (laughs) (laughs) They rush the ring. Todd is the new regional champ.
2: And when he gets knocked out, someone starts throwing popcorn at him, which is just... Guys, act like you've been there before.
0: Please do not throw stuff into the ring. You don't want to get the school disqualified. That's what would happen. Todd moves past Lisa and kisses Nikki. Then Chubb grabs Lisa and kisses her. Yeah. A real me too moment. Problematic. She walks away. Roll credits to Do You Love Me. I know you love me!
2: Do you love
0: me? Do you love me? We got a little bit of trivia here. The course schedule, when uh, Todd has his registration card, is girls' volleyball, candle making, French chefs, and fencing. Thanks, Styles. One of the reasons Michael J. Fox refused to reprise his role in the sequel to Teen Wolf is that he had no desire to go through the arduous process of getting into makeup to play the werewolf. Was he going to be a boxer in Teen Wolf 2? Yes. Try my hand at this.
2: Also, I kind of feel like it would just completely do away with the whole storyline of Teen Wolf 1, which is, ah, I don't need to be a wolf. Ah, let me me be a wolf again.
1: Well, if they made Teen Wolf 2 with Michael J. Fox, would they just have done basketball again? Would it have been street ball? Would he have gone to the inner
0: city? Would he have been accepted, I mean? Uh, Only as a wolf. Would there have been black on wolf crime?
2: No, they give him all these special daps and stuff, (laughs) and then, you know, because he'd be cool. And then they'd all get high on crack then. (laughs) Because It's the 80s and they're black. I mean, he's a wolf.
0: During the first boxing practice, Coach Finstock is reading a Boys Life magazine that says, Make Room for the Wolf. And then my favorite <laughs> was Alyssa Milano was scheduled to do the third film about a Team Wolf girl playing football in high school. She was going to receive help from her father Scott and her uncle Todd, but the poor performance of this film and Airbud canceled those plans.
1: Airbud didn't do well? That's what it says. <gasps> I'm a dog. They think I'm a dog.
2: (laughs) Damn. Everybody caught a stray.
1: (laughs) On their show, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert specifically gave the film two emphatic thumbs down, with Ebert complaining that they had picked, along with Date with an Angel, the two worst films possible to be released on the same day. What's Date with an Angel, you might ask? It's a Phoebe Cates movie with the tagline, Jim is about to marry a princess, but he's in love with an angel.
2: Please let it be like a real little angel.
1: The picture was released during an early, mid-1980s cycle of werewolf movies. These included Wolfen 1981, The Howling, 1981, Teen Wolf, 1985, Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf, 1985, (laughs) Full Moon High, 1981, Teen Wolf 2, 1987, The Company of Wolves, 1984, Howling Howling 3, 1987, and An American Werewolf in London, 1981. Howling 2. Your sister is a werewolf. (laughs) Golden Dumpster nominees. Kind of a deep field here. Trans Am Sunglasses Douche, a.k.a. Gus. Screechy-voiced announcer. Coach Finstock, who seemed completely checked out the entire movie. Chubb, Styles, the sing-along scene. Lisa's southern accent. And then Dean Pimp. Mine's easy. I know what mine
2: is. Is it? Or then you go with yours then. Dip! (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. You love that. I
0: do. I really love that. I'm
2: torn, man. I'm torn between Dean Pimp, who acted his ass off in this movie, and Coach Finstock, who just had so many great one-liners. I'm going to go with the montages, all of them.
0: Any montage, wow.
2: Any montage with music in it, add me. Whether (laughs) it's, who do you want to be today? Who do you want to be? Or whether it's, send me an angel.
0: When he was driving, there was this song called Outrageous that was amazing, too. Yeah excellent soundtrack yeah
1: despite a late push from the screechy voiced announcer who came in like (laughs) hot fire i I don't know if you guys caught the part where emily was taking her robe off and he was like oh let me help you with that yes i did catch
2: that it's everyone in this movie
1: horniness everywhere we go but it's got to be dean pimp sean astin's dad john astin golden dumpster can i change mine my golden dumpster is horniness
0: emily oh
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just 90
0: minutes of people trying to get it in.
2: Over file, I mean. I don't even remember what I gave it on the radio, but guess where I'm going with this. we will give it a file.
0: You gave it a file on the radio.
2: Because to me, this is the essence of what a cinephobe movie is all about. It is awful. It is unintentionally funny. It is memorable. And it has some semblance of a storyline, which cannot be said the, the same for Theodore <laughs> <you know>, Rex. <laughs> I hate that motherfucking movie so
1: much. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Damon, who campaigned to get this movie watched on Cinephobe for almost a year (laughs) at this point. And he's been pushing for it the entire time. So shout out to you. You're the opposite of a terrorist, whatever that is. You're a Cinephobe hero. It was really fucking bad. There's no doubt about it. There's a lot of terrible acting. But it was enjoyable it was the fun kind of bad Jason Bateman just kind of watching baby Jason Bateman run around and do stuff knowing that this is his first part you can kind of see the traces yeah, of you what can he see became. a little bit right
0: yeah some of the reactions and everything
1: I wanted to ask the question has Jason Bateman eclipsed Michael J. Scott's career at this point Michael J. Fox's career who the
0: fuck
2: is Michael J. Scott
1: <laughs> I just did a office brain fart there <laughs> I think he has, based oh, off longevity, big time.
2: Fuck you guys. That's not a fair fucking
1: comparison. Healthier too.
2: Hey, <laughs> a Steph Curry eclipsed Pistol Pete's career.
1: Like you know, it's the not same right, argument man. that people make when they say LeBron played more seasons, right. except the other guy is dead. Or he's not dead. Wow, did you just kill Michael <laughs> J. Scott? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Scott. <Skarn. laughs> Long story short. Dean Pimp and his antics really, really hooked me. This announcer guy, I'm fascinated by him. It's a file.
2: Long story short, like Michael D. Fox's career.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, the orgasm during the dance (laughs) that he he had. Yeah, he did come during that dance. We've all done it. (laughs) There's a lot
0: to digest here, right, in terms of good and bad with the movie. I did enjoy it the first time we watched it for, for Cinephobe on Mad Dog Sports Radio. On the rewatch, though, this time, you know, there are times where I'm just like, what is this movie? What is happening? Why is this the way it is? But it was a file then. It's a file now. I could watch this movie a lot. It sweeps.
2: Like, again, the unintentional humor is so high. I would watch it before I watched the first one.
0: They were both on right now.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. Oh, damn, we need a better exit line than that, right? Say it again. Say it again. Say the same thing you said.
0: I would watch it before I watch the first one. Like, they're both on right now. I'd pick Team Wolf, too. That's because you're racist,
1: Next time we make love,
2: you introduce me to Jade. All right, that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Next week... The uh, let me find some information about this movie because I know nothing about it.
0: (laughs) Wait, didn't the episode already end?
1: (laughs) What's about? Now we're wrapping (laughs) up the second post credits. (laughs) Are we doing post credit scenes now?
2: Yeah, I mean that's what we're supposed to do. Are we doing?
1: Okay.
2: Are we not doing this? No,
0: we are. It's just it's amazing. Okay. All right.
2: All right. That's gonna do it for us next week. Why are you laughing, man? All right, that's going to do it for us this week. Next week, we review the 1989 movie Teen Witch, starring Robin Lively and Dan Gauthier. I don't know who either of those people are.
0: I just know Maze is super excited to have so many teens in a row. (laughs) There's your fucking ending, guys.